Hey everyone, and welcome to the Family Gossip Podcast. Today is the first episode. We're not really sure what we're doing, so we're just gonna roll with it. Um, but I just wanna introduce ourselves. We're both gonna start with a one-liner. So my name's Mina Nguyen. Um, I'm 24 years old, and I live in California. I am a registered nurse, and just things about me, I love my family, I love God, and I love music. So why don't you tell me who you are? Okay. <laughs> she knows who I am. Uh, my name is Michelle, but I also go by Mitch, just depending on at what point like you met me in life. So after college, I go by Mitch. Um, She's had a lot of identity crises. That's not true. <laughs> but You reinvent yourself a lot. You're like no, Miley Cyrus. No, it's just I have a very common first and last name, so that's why. Actually, Mina was the one who gave me the Mitch. But, but the funny thing is, I don't even call her Mitch, but yeah. I, I named but, you and then I just yeah, left you. Yeah. Oh, I don't feel like sharing my age and I'm still in school and that's pretty much all you need to know about me. Okay. And Michelle, how do we know each other? Oh, yeah, we're sisters. Uh, that, <laughs> but I feel like we look very different, so most people wouldn't assume that. Yeah. So Michelle's actually my older sister. So if I'm 24. You guys can you can speculate how old she is. Um, oh my god, you <laughs> But Michelle's my older sister, and we're currently roommates. Not roommates, we're like housemates. We're homemates. Um, we're, we're homemates, yeah. <laughs> we have adjacent rooms. But um, I just moved back home after living far away for six years, and Michelle already lived here with her family. We moved back in with our parents. Am I yeah. sharing too much? No, no. Don't we, come find us, guys. Um, but that's how we know each other. I was gonna say, when did we meet? When I came out, of, <laughs> when I came out of the womb. I don't remember. Um, yeah, worst day of your life. And why did we want to start this podcast, Michelle? Um, actually, Mina wanted to start the podcast, <laughs> but I'm here to support her. And plus, we're recording this because I feel like it'd just be fun to like record our conversations for future sake and just like watch back and enjoy yeah and this is like kind of our dynamic in our family guys so i always have these like crazy wild creative ideas but i always like rope an unwilling participant along <laughs> like i'll get my brother to do music stuff with me and i was like i called michelle up and i was like i have an idea we have to start this podcast. Like she was like, I don't even know what it would be about. And I was like, don't worry, I'll figure it all out. You just need to be here and we'll figure it out. She just um, needs a body there. <laughs> I just need a body. I just need someone to talk to so it's not lame. Um, but the reason I'm calling it Family Gossip, Michelle actually came up with a name, but we have a group chat um, with our family, just with all eight, of, no, just kidding. The babies aren't in the group <laughs> chat with all the grown people and it's called Family Gossip. I actually named it that and we just text like whatever nonsense. Um, but I think the main premise of this podcast is just going to be conversations about like our life and what it's like living in a house with so many freaking people and so few bathrooms. Oh and just like our thoughts about everything. And I feel like Michelle and I always have really, really interesting conversations. Maybe that's cocky of me to think that. But I think we're such different people. Yeah. And I we... Mean you're like a total extrovert and I'm like an introvert. Michelle and I tend to butt heads a lot. Like growing up, we fought a lot. Even like this day, we fight a lot. So if I you don't we've see- we've chilled out though. Yeah, we've definitely chilled out. So if yeah. you don't see some episodes for a while, we're probably fighting, but no! it's- <laughs> It's fine, we always we're come- We're both really busy, that's why. We're both busy, but we always come back together at the end. Our yeah. family's rooted in love, forgiveness. Yeah. You know, we always find our way back to each other. Yeah, and coming to an understanding. Exactly, yeah. and we're such different people, but we also understand we can have differing opinions. Yeah. And that's the beauty of family. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So that's kind of the premise of our podcast. We don't really have a theme yet. We're hoping that we develop that as we go along. Yeah. Um, but as of right now, this is family gossip. All right. So since this is the first episode since it's January, I thought a good theme would just be like reflecting on the past year. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Michelle, how would you say your 2021 was as a whole? Like how, if you had to describe it in a word, like what your feelings are, like just looking back on the whole year. I think for me, it was definitely like a mixed bag, but it came with a lot of good. I think I had like a lot of hard times, especially like with COVID still being a thing and everybody being so tired of it. And then a lot of pressure that I feel being in school, but you know, being in school, I got to meet so many good people and then... I felt like towards the end of the year, I was like feeling really overwhelmed, but then we had like a good talk and it like made me feel better. And then like being able to support other people like throughout their year, it, it made it like less about myself and more about others. And I think that was good. Okay. So if you had to give your year a rating on a scale of zero to 10 with 10 being like the best year you've ever had in your entire life. And zero being a terrible year, obviously. How would you rate it? Okay. See, like, I feel like as a kid, I had, like, a lot of... You know, like, being a kid, it's always, like, tens, right? That's true. I wish I could be a kid again. (laughs) But, like, as an adult... Because I've, like, gone through a lot as an adult, you know? So... And maybe we'll get into that in future podcasts. Stay tuned. Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah, you just gotta drop that in there. Yeah. Okay, well basically my life could be, like some years of my life could be in a drama. For my adult years, I would say that it's like an eight. Wow. I know. You had a great year. No, I mean, but I've had a lot of bad years. That's what I'm saying. No, but that's awesome. You're only getting better. I really didn't think you were going to say that. Really? Good for you, Michelle. (laughs) An eight, that's solid. I know, but then I feel bad thinking about Okay, what I went through, yeah. yeah. Okay, but to just to like round it out, how would you say your like if you had to describe it in one word, how would you say your twenty twenty one was? I would say supportive. Wow, like you supporting other people. I think or, it's both ways. That's great. Like it's just a year of like me learning to support people more, and mm. then a year that I learned that people are supportive of me. I will say that's a good way to describe it because you supported me through a lot this year. Okay. Dang. <laughs> and hey, that's so awesome. I'm jealous. <laughs> Okay, so I guess we can talk about how my year yeah. went. Um, I don't want to start the podcast off on a negative note, but cry? no, I'm not going to cry. Okay. Don't worry. I'm, I'm okay, guys. Um, 2020 year, 2020 year, <laughs> 2021 was probably the hardest year of my life, which I hate to say that because like I've had such an easy life. You know what I mean? Like there's people out there who this could be the... I- I know that that's the worst. Like, you cannot compare that, right? But, like, I have such a blessed life, and I know that. I'm, like, so aware. But, like, I think I've had such a good life that encountering... Yes. Encountering hardships this year was, like, really, really tough. Um, and Plus, like, it was, like, a hardship of a different kind. Yeah. That you've, like, never experienced before. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It was emotionally very hard. Um, just give people some background. I went through a really big breakup. Um and it just complete like loss of identity and like relationship obviously um and you know I got a new job within the last year I had moved to a new city 
I left all my friends, um, then went through a breakup and didn't have any family around me. So it was, it was very tough. Um, I felt very alone, but I feel like it was a necessary year because I feel like I really matured a lot, like emotionally, mentally, but then also like physically because I look so old now like, <laughs> compared to how I looked last year. Like, I don't know if it's because I worked night shift the last year, um, but like I have bags underneath my eyes I feel now. like that's in your imagination. I think it is, but I feel like I look so much older this year. It was really hard, but... Now that the year's over, I'm really grateful it happened. I think I'm a lot stronger for it. I feel um, like you're kinder. I'm so much kinder. And guys, like I am, guys, as if anyone's listening to this, <laughs> one can hope, right? I was telling Michelle the other day, like I feel so much more empathetic towards like all different types of people. Um, just going through the breakup, like, you know, nothing like this happened to me, but like I really feel so much more now for people who like get cheated on. And that didn't happen to me, but like of course I always felt bad about it, but now I'm like Or people I, with relationship difficulties. With relationship difficulties, yeah. like, you know, I hear about someone going through a breakup and I'm like, oh my gosh, like that is so hard. Like I really hope they're okay. Whereas before I, I was just like, oh that sucks. Like, you know, I like them together, but whatever. But now I'm like, oh, like the pain of that, like that is so hard. And I, I don't wish that upon anyone. And like even when I hear about people's relatives dying and stuff, like I know it's not the same. It's like way worse if someone dies, but I'm like, oh my gosh, like how are they supposed to go on without that person? And I, it's definitely made me kinder. Like it's, you just kind of understand like the loss of a person. Yes. Better. And I never experienced that before besides just like friendship. But it, it's just different like when you're in a five-year relationship and you just you, you just lose that. Um no matter like how hard you try to go about it in like the most loving and respectful way, like it's it's still gonna be hard. Um, and I was blessed in the fact that like it was a very loving and mature and respectful breakup. Um, so that was like the big event of the year. Um, and just like not really knowing what I was doing with my life, and then um, ended up doing another move. Um, well, I guess twenty twenty one I didn't do my initial move, but. Yeah. I, I moved back home. I got a new job. Um, a better job. A, a great job. Um, I switched from adults to pediatrics. So that was huge changes. Just, I would say probably the year, I would describe it as change. Like that was my big word, just mm. change. Um, but I will say like the silver lining of it all, I feel so much closer with my family. Like Michelle really supported me through everything. Like I feel like I called her probably like three times a day. Like not even exaggerating. Wait, I feel like it might've been two. Oh, okay. okay. Only two times a day, Average right? two times a day. Yeah, when it was bad, it was probably three. Yeah, but I called you so much. You supported me through everything. And then like my relationship with God is like so solid now guys like I feel like for people who don't know which is probably everyone um we were raised Catholic went to Catholic school our entire lives and just are like cradle Catholics you know you just kind of like go through the motions you go to church you know everything about like you know what you're yeah. supposed to know but I feel like this year was really the decision I it was the time where I made the decision to like really dive into it and I don't think I could have made it through this year without doing that um so yeah, I'm hoping 2022 will be better, but 2021, I probably maybe wouldn't change anything because um, mm -hmm. 
Wow. I mean, maybe uh, maybe I would change things. I don't know. I feel like I should say I wouldn't change anything because like I grew so much from it. But you know what? I probably would change things because twenty twenty one sucked. <laughs> I was kind of surprised when you said that. I don't know. I was trying to say positive, but now I'm like, you know what? You no. don't have to be positive all the time. It's toxic positivity. Yeah. yeah. I hate the word toxic though. I feel like it's but, really but overused. But that's true. Now. No, it's not. Is it? Really? Yeah. People. People. Not in my world. Like though. someone does something wrong, they're like, ah. Oh, they're toxic. I'm like, or, you know, people make mistakes, right? But toxic, posit- that toxic positivity still is a thing, though. That's yeah, what I'm saying. yeah. I guess like, I'm so. just saying, like, sometimes being too positive, it, it hurts just the process of life in general. Yeah. Yeah, so... Anyways, I guess I would change things. And you know what? We're going to change them in 2022. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to have a great year. Um, I have a new word for this year. My new word is Peace. Like peace of mind, peace in my life, just peace with my relationships, peace. Mm. And like world peace would be great too, but like, you know, just on a small scale. Peace good. Yeah. That's good. Do you have a word for your year? Dang. I didn't think about this. Uh, That's okay. I just sprung this on I mean, right now I might say, just based off of right now, like first thing that popped up into my head is completion. Because I'm so close. End of this year, I will finish school. And it's been a very, 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 very long journey yeah. for me. And I just want to complete, you know, one goal that I've had since 2014. Dang. That's going to be so amazing. Like, so it's been a long, long time. That's a good. For me. Completion. And I just hope I can complete what I set my mind to. You will. I hope so. Yeah. And like so many people are going to be so excited for but you I, when I'm you do. Not, not yeah. just like school, but like just anything I set my mind to in general. I just hope. I can complete it, you know, because I feel like I've uncompleted, not completed a lot of things for a while. Yeah. But you've probably also completed a lot of things that you didn't even realize. Probably. Probably. I'm so focused on that, like one big goal that I probably just forgot. Well, I hope it's as satisfying as you want it to be. I I hope it it brings me peace too. I think so too. You can share my word with me. (laughs) (laughs) So now we're going to talk about what we learned in 2021. Mm -hmm. And I think it'll just be interesting to see based off. Oh my gosh! Wait, I forgot to give my year a rating. Oh yeah, yeah. What's Out of rating? ten, oh, I don't want to give a bad score, but. But I mean, that's realistic. If all your years were a ten, you would all think they're ones. You're right. Okay, probably like a three. <laughs> that's is that really low? That's pretty. Low, I feel like but you, zero. But I, I felt like you went through a lot. I went through a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. I feel like a lot of it was self-inflicted too, but... But that's okay. But that's life, I guess. Yeah. yeah. You and have I, to learn eventually. Yeah. And I learned and I'm better from Okay. So now we're talking about what we learned. Oh my gosh. We are just like... Uh, <laughs> okay. So why don't you go first, Michelle? What's your first point? Okay. So I feel... Okay. This, this is like the, the history to this. Growing up, I always felt like I was very generic and forgettable. I mean, my name's generic. My last name's generic. Like, but you got married, and your I last name generic. your last name isn't generic anymore. And you also well, don't it, look it generic. Is still generic. I have never met someone who looks like you, Michelle. I have but, met someone no, who no, looks no, like no, me. Literally, people I think I have this doppelganger. I, I I always get confused for other people. Like I always get forgotten. So I've always considered myself like a very generic person, and that means, like you know, you know how like white bread is very generic. And you don't really meet anybody who hates white bread, right? Yeah, you don't have a lot of haters out there. Yeah, so that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, yeah, I don't have... <laughs> okay. <laughs> but see, see, like, not that there's 
like nobody like loves white bread, right? Little but, like, kids love white bread. Okay, fine, whatever. That's not the point. <laughs> okay, I'm just okay, saying sorry, I'm very sorry, generic, I'm, okay. and and I just never thought like there were people that I wouldn't really get along with, right? Like mm-hmm. I thought like we wouldn't be like tight, but at least we'd get along, right? Yeah. And then this year I realized like. I'm not going to be compatible with everybody. No one is. Yeah. But I was just kind of surprised because I've always felt like just like a background character. You know, nobody fights with a background character, right? I guess, yeah. So that's what I I just like learned like, you know, it's not my fault if my personality doesn't mesh with another person's. Yeah. And that's okay. Cool. I just never realized that my personality, even though it's so generic, wouldn't, you know. That's yeah. crazy that it took you 20-something amount of years. Because I don't really have haters, though. You don't. And that's, yeah. that's a great life. I mean, I don't have anyone who hates me now. I just have people that I would choose not to be friends with. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That must have been interesting for you. I mean... To find out so late in life. <laughs> so late I mean, in I've your rivalry. I've gone into arguments before, but I've never, yeah. like... Like, yeah. I can probably only say one person I've told straight to their face. Like, I do not want to be your friend, right? Oh. But, like, now, like, I know, like, oh... There are more people that I probably don't want to be friends with. And that's okay. That's just being that's, an adult in life. Yeah, yeah. That, that's like okay. And yeah. you know what? I'll I'll just say hi from afar. But yeah. you know, I understand not everybody's going to respect me the same way I respect them. And yeah. That's, that's life. That's and you okay. have good friends, so you're solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that matters is like the people who really do care about me. You're right. Yeah. Great first point, Michelle. <laughs> okay, Vito. Okay, back to me. <laughs> just kidding. Um, I feel like I'm coming across as like really obnoxious in this podcast, but I am, so <laughs> that's fine. Um, okay. My first point is no one likes a complainer, and this is in regards to me. <sighs> you guys, I feel like the last two years of my life, I was such a complainer, just like so negative and you know, I, I'm very external, right? So, like, I externalize everything. And so, I think just everything I was feeling, I was just, like, processing outside, right? And, you know, in the last two years, like, that's when I became a nurse and all this stuff. And just getting used to not being in college and just working just in a different way than I've been used to. And, like, also, guys, like, this is when the pandemic started. Like, healthcare has been a mess, as we all know. And so... Like, I feel like my first job I worked, the culture was very much, like, complaining. Like, we would complain about everything. And it's, like, it was very rare for someone to be there and not complain. And looking back, now that I've worked at, like, different jobs in different hospitals, like, not to belittle the work that we were doing there, but we had it good. Like, we had really good patient ratios. Our patients were awesome. Like, it was a good hospital. We had plenty of resources. And I've definitely worked in worse places since then. And so I'm like, what were we even complaining about? But I feel like it really created a habit in me of complaining about like anything and everything. And it it just makes your life so much worse. Like it makes the shift so much worse. And I remember like just any little thing would like set me up. Like "Ah, this is the worst shift ever. Right. And then uh, for context, I moved to a different city. I worked at a really small hospital um, in an ICU and we like 
ran ourselves to the ground like we had no resources whatsoever we barely had gloves like we would get these like sketchy gloves from like straight up from china somewhere and like most they, gloves are from i china. know i know yeah. but they like i don't know where they found these from but, but like, there were probably holes in them and stuff. let me tell you so you would get a, bo- a box that was like a medium right you'd pull one glove out it'd be an extra small you'd pull the next glove out and it'd be an extra large oh my goodness. we were working in those conditions like people were performing surgery with those gloves guys like it was so bad and then like this one time we pulled out a box and it was missing all the middle fingers on the gloves like wow, I'm telling how you, is that impossible yeah That's this crazy. is what we were working with and no one complained at my last job like it was just you just rolled with it like and it was so cool. Like, I, I remember oh, thinking... that they taught you that. Like, it, it taught me that so much. Like, now I feel like I don't complain as much. I really try not to because, like, I remember I would talk to some of my friends there and they would just get, like, the worst assignments or just patients screaming at them or just, like, so overworked. And I'd be like, hey, like how are you not mad like this is an injustice right like i i always felt on my old job i was like this is so messed up this is an injustice and they'd be like you know injustice. i know i'm so dramatic right so i asked my friends i'm like how are you guys not upset about this and these are people who've like worked at this hospital their entire career right so they don't really know any different and i came from a big hospital and all this stuff and i was like oh you know in my old hospital you know we'd be so mad blah 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 we would do it better and they were like we're not mad because like what's the point like, there's nothing you can do about it. So you just have to roll with it. And I don't know why to me. I was like, wow, that's so <laughs> profound. Like, okay. okay right? And I just stopped complaining because no one else complained. So, like, you'd be a weirdo if you complained, right? But, I mean, I feel like sometimes complaining is good. Because it, it brings about change. Exactly. But if, if no change will come from it, sometimes it's better to roll with the punches. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And also, I think people take you less seriously you when you complain all the time, yeah. right? But when you actually do complain, they'll see it as valid. It's like, oh, this is someone who like usually is very agreeable. They must really find this to be like oh, okay. a big error, a yeah. big concern. It puts and more weight into their words. Exactly. And so even though my working conditions at my previous hospital were pretty rough, like I loved the people we I worked with, like, usually we had a really good time together and like everyone was so happy there and i could not believe people have worked there for that long like under those conditions we didn't even have forks and spoons for the patients we only had knives like it was so bad guys and like no one was bothered by it it was insane like people were just so happy there and it was a really good lesson to me that like no one likes hearing complaining it's really really annoying but also like it makes your life easier when you don't complain because you just don't linger on it so yeah. I'm, I'm really glad i learned that it's really helped me in my job for yeah. sure but don't forget, you have to, like, balance it. Too. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Within reason. Yeah. You shouldn't just ignore problems yeah, either. Like, you can't just take everything all the like, time. Like, obviously, we should have had gloves. So, the second thing I learned was about age. Because um, I'm aging. And <laughs> I did not know you were so concerned with your age. No. I, feel, I thought I was concerned just, like, with the way I I feel looked. really old. I feel really old. Maybe it's because I'm school. I'm in school. Arthritis. No, actually, the funny thing is, I feel like mentally old, right? (laughs) I I know that technically I'd be considered young, like based off of like most people's like thing, but just to see where I am now in life, I feel old, right? And it just makes you realize like old people, they're still the same people when they were toddlers, just more years added on, you know? like Toddlers? No, I'm, I'm just saying, okay, fine. What's your base personality set, Okay, right? I was going to say, I'm not who I was when I was two. <laughs> you kind of are, though. Because, like, think about it. Like, 
Michelle, I was like, like you're out in the person. garden, like eating snails. I'm not the same person. Okay, <laughs> you know, you know, think about it. Like, like when you are young, right? Like, like they say your base personality is usually set by the time you're like, like toddler. You know what I'm saying? And then like up to eight years old or something. And then maybe like puberty can change it a lot. But I'm just saying like... I guess like I've always been extroverted. You've always been extroverted. Like for for it to change, it would probably take like something big, you know? And so I'm just saying like, I don't think most old people think of themselves as old, you know? And that's, it's just like you think, I mean like just hearing people talk about like, oh... Like, 2010 was, like, 11 years ago. You're like, what the heck? You know, yeah. like, old people must It was actually 12 years ago now, Michelle. Oh, okay, fine. Crazy? 12 years ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but, like, just thinking about that, like, people don't feel, like, old. They just are. Yeah. Well, that's been interesting for me, too. Like, having a job now. When I go to work, like, I work with a lot of, like, 30, 40, 50-year-olds. And it's, like, just to hear them talk and they're, like, my peers, you know? Yeah. I'm, like oh my gosh, like, my mom is just a regular person, you know, like, these people are not just, like, old people, like, you know, I call them by their first name, they're not, like, Mrs., whoever, Mr., whoever. You don't magically just become, like, somebody else. But I always thought it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, like, they they go out to bars, and they, like, drink when they're, like, 50, and they, like, go on vacations with their girlfriends and stuff, like, it's... Life doesn't stop just because you hit a certain number. Yeah. So... I mean, that's something I learned because I'm feeling old. I know I'm not, but yeah. I mean, I feel like I get like backs, yeah. backaches and whatever and going on. at least you look young because I don't For know now. if we talked about this yet, but guys, everyone thinks I'm way older than Michelle. It's really concerning. Like even ever since we were kids and like I still looked young, like as a kid, people always thought I was the older sister. So yeah. it's kind of funny that you feel old now, like I think mentally I just, and emotionally and yeah. spiritually. I don't know. And I feel old physically (laughs) well i just i mean i feel like life happened at a very quick pace for me okay i guess it's my turn yeah um so the next point is privacy is so valuable and this has been a big lesson for me um yeah, I'm not like a crazy person on social media, like posting everything about. Like, I feel like I have it under control, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah. in my breakup, I wasn't like, blah, 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 yeah. you know, like my, I'm a pretty private person, and I think you're like not bad. I'm fine. Yeah, I think I'm fine for someone my age yeah. who like grew up in this generation. Yeah. I think I'm like balanced, right? Actually, um, I think you're slightly more on the private end. Really. Like, compared to, like, most people that I see. Wow, good for me. Okay, don't pat yourself on the back. You still share more than I would. Yeah, I thought I was having a problem for a bit, so I really try to scale it back. But I tend to be private. I think we talk about it a lot in terms of, like, social media. That's, like, where the the conversation has really been. But now I'm more so thinking in terms of just, like, your day-to-day life and, like, the Mm -hmm. conversations you have. Mm -hmm. Um, I... I used to say, like, my biggest flaw was that I was, like, I had a huge mouth. Like, I was definitely a gossip, like, growing up. And I have really, really worked on that. And I think I'm so much better than I used to be in terms of, like, gossip. But when it comes to my own life, like, I'm really comfortable sharing it with a lot of people. Not on social media, but just, like, talking to people. Um, Just because I feel like I'm not really ashamed of a lot in my life. Mm -hmm. Like... I'm not, it takes a lot to embarrass me Mm -hmm. and like I trust a lot of people and I care a lot about, about people and I want to share my life with them. And, 
Um, I love just like hearing other people's opinions and stuff. And so I think I was definitely like way too much of an open book. Actually, I know I was. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Especially in regards to like, you know, relationship changes and stuff I've been through this year. Like it's been really, really good for me to realize like, Okay, just because you're friends with a lot of people doesn't mean like every single friend needs to know every single detail about your life. It's mm-hmm. like some friends are really good for this and some friends are really good for that. And um, I think it's made my life like a lot more peaceful, mm-hmm. not sharing so much with like everyone around me. Um, so just- you kind of learned how to, instead of process- processing externally all the yes. time, you kind of learned to sit with it for a bit before yes. you share Yes, that's been really good. And that way, like, when I make a decision, I know that it's really my own. Um, And also, like, when you share so much of your life with so many people, it's, like, exhausting having to tell the same story over and over again. It's, like, especially if it's a hard story, like, something that you went through, like... I thought you liked it just because it helped you, like, process it. No, no, it makes me upset all over again. And, like... Even, I'm kind of surprised to hear that because I felt like when you called me and you would like tell me, oh yeah, I told this person, this person, this person, and this person, <laughs> and you're telling me now, you know, I'd be like, oh, maybe you just need to get off your chest again. So that's why I'm surprised no, to hear that. No, that was like in the peak of my unhappy days um, and I was not dealing with it well, but like now that I'm on the other side of it, like I get so worked up when I tell the story. It's like I'm reliving it again, right? Mm-hmm. And even... I learned this in terms of work too. Like when work is really hard, when I first was a nurse, like I lived with a bunch of nurses and we would come home and just rant about our days for hours, right? And we would get so worked up and we just hated nursing, right? It was so bad. And we just would like egg each other on, right? Mm -hmm. So like no wonder we hated the job, right? And then now I've realized like when I have a really hard day and I get home, I don't want to talk about it. Like, I want to leave it at work, right? And some people need to get it off their chest. But I've noticed, like, when I come home, if someone asks me, like, how was your day? I'd be like, oh, it was rough. But, like, that's it. Yeah. I feel so much better. Like, I'm able to let it go. Mm. So I'm actually, I don't think I'm an external processor. Now that I'm thinking about it. That's really interesting. Like, it, it just, I need to, like, push it out of my mind and let it go. Okay. Right? So, like, but I feel like that's for work, though. For work? No, but for relationships, I, I think... When I talk to people, it's more for guidance, but it's not to process it because I am like so, now, now yeah. I'm like so in my head about it mm-hmm. that I'm already processing it on my own. Oh, that's interesting. I don't need someone to help me process yeah. it. I need you to just help me figure out what I actually want. Right. And then just like in terms of work, it's so funny, like moving back home it was hard initially because like I'd come home and like 5,000 people would ask me how my day was. Mm -hmm. And like, especially our parents, like I would get so annoyed when they would ask me and they would, they would want details. It was just so bad because they're just doing it because they care about me. Right. Like, like our parents are great guys. Like we have really, really good relationships with our parents most of the time. (laughs) You know? Yeah. yeah. I I mean, every family has like, exactly. I think, I think we have strong relationships with our family members, but my parents just, like, you know, they're interested in me and my life. And, like, yeah. that's so You great. ask about people you care about. Exactly. Yeah. But would for you me- ask about somebody who you don't care about? Exactly. And so it was hard for me. Like, I had lived alone before. And I would, if I had a hard day at work, I'd just go home and let it go. And that was that. And 
And then coming home, everyone's like, how's your day? How was your shift? How were your patients? What were they diagnosed with? Blah, blah, blah. And I'll be like, I don't want to talk about it. But then I felt really bad, you know? And I think they've learned now. I've been home for six months. People don't really ask me all that much about work anymore. And I think they've learned um, that I just, I like to just leave it be. If it, if it gets me worked up, I don't need to talk about it again. That's really interesting. I feel like I've learned the opposite. Really? Yeah. But usually I'm like an internalizer. So that must have to do with our personalities in terms of like, I'm so external and you're so internal. So in order to process, you need to externalize and I need to internalize. (gasps) A little bit. We might be honest sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean like sometimes like when I have a really bad day at work, right? Like I used to just keep it. Yes, you you really like to process it. Yeah, but like I mostly, I mean, sometimes I'll tell like you and Matthew, but it's not often that I do, right? Yeah. But, oh, Matthew's our brother. Yeah, Matthew. There's a third one of us guys. (laughs) So in our family, I feel like we should probably explain real quick. Okay, sure. Okay, so in our household currently, there's my mom and my dad. Mm-hmm. Our mom and our dad, I guess we share. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then there's three of us kids. There's, oh, I was about to start with Mina, but that's, that's not the birth order. There's Michelle, oldest yes. sister, Mina, me, middle sister. Mm-hmm. And we have a little brother, Matthew, who declined to be on this podcast. <laughs> and then but he helps. Yes, he yes. helped us set this up, which is great. Yes. Um, and then Michelle is married to her husband, Aaron. He's my brother-in-law, and then obviously. And then they have kids. So yes. that's why there's so many of us living in this yes, house. because I brought three people in. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Back to you. Oh, so, yeah, when I have a really hard day at work, like, most of the time I'll probably either tell Aaron or my best friend, Leanne. They're both my best friends, but Aaron <laughs> and Leanne, right? And then if I really want to, I might tell the rest of the family. But most of the time, it's just, like, them two. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'll call them on the way home from work, and I'll be like, this is what happened to me today. I used to do that all the time at my first job, and it, it ruined me. Like, it oh. was so bad. I would go into so much... I go into detail like you, but I think it really calms you down. Yeah. Because the more... After... Okay, once I hit the third time, I'm like, I'm kind of done with this. You get tired <laughs> of telling the story. Yeah. Right? But, but for me, even then, like, every time I tell it, more and more details get left out. Because I feel like I've just... You let it go. Yeah. You accept it. Yeah. Yeah. No, for me, it's like, I get so worked up. I can literally feel like me getting hot and sweaty. So I'm like, no, 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 no. Oh. Like, just don't talk about it unless you need to. Oh, gotcha. Which has been really, really good for me. Yeah. Okay. But I, I mean, I don't talk about work that much. I just say it's really hard most of the time. Yeah. yeah. I usually just, like, I used to be like, oh, this patient was like this and they did this to me and then they said this to me. But I sound like the worst nurse on earth right no, now. No, no, she's a good nurse. She's patient good nurse. care is hard, guys. It's very, you meet a lot of different personalities out there. You know, nurses and doctors and healthcare people out there, you'll, you'll understand what I'm talking about. You get me. But now I'm just like, oh, it was really hard. I was really busy. And, you know, my patient wasn't very nice to me. Yeah. And then, But you don't internalize everything, do you? No, no, I just don't think about it anymore. Oh, because I'm like, what's yeah. the point? Kind of like Aaron. Like I can't change Aaron, anything. My husband is also a nurse. There's a lot of nurses. In this D- there's family. nurses crawling around everywhere in this house, guys. <laughs> you make that sound so creepy. <laughs> you can't escape them. Yeah, but Aaron's also a nurse, and he just doesn't even bring it home. Even though I try to ask him questions, like, oh, so I can like learn from it, right? Yeah. He's just like, I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, Aaron's just out there. He's, he's, a different breed. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I went on long enough about privacy. That's what we were talking about. Oh, okay. Um, okay, why don't you go next, Michelle? Okay, so the third thing I learned this year is that being a good person takes practice. Because, I don't know, I feel like like I made my family's life difficult for a very long time because of 
like some health issues, and but like let let us also explain like we wanted to be there for you, right? Yeah. So it was it was hard, but it's totally worth it, and everyone was very on board with yeah. I mean, not maybe not very. It took time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, but we all care like, about the you. health issue that I went through was very difficult. For everybody involved. Yeah. Like, I hope no... Like, I just feel bad for anybody who has to be involved with something like that. You know? Yeah. Because it's, like, hard. But that's what happens when you have a family. Like, you just... You deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's very you draining, you know? On yeah. the people who have to deal with it. And so, like... I did used to, like, go to a therapist. And one of the biggest emotions that I dealt with was guilt, right? Because I was always, like... That's the worst. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm just, yeah. like, a burden, right? And it was, like, yeah. horrible. Like, how, how guilt-ridden like I was, you know? So, yeah. so I used to just, like, you know, being an introvert, I always, like, internalize everything and yeah. always blame myself for everything. And I'm, like, starting to learn not to blame myself for everything, right? But, you know, taking or just becoming better, it takes practice. So, like, if I might be, like, horrible to, like, a family member one day, I always, you know, I've gotten a lot better at apologizing over the years. Yeah, I feel you know. Like, I'm sorry. I'm smiling right now because I'm looking at you wearing this comfy, oh and you're so wide right now. I'm sorry. I know we're talking about like deep things right now, but I just oh I didn't want God. you to be like, why is this girl smiling at me when I'm talking about a really deep and dark moment? Oh okay. Well, <laughs> sorry. Well, anyways, like it just like there's always tomorrow. I mean, not always, but most of the time there's the tomorrow. You yes. Know? Yeah. To like try to be better and each. <laughs> this is great. This is so great. No, just each day you like just practice you know yeah. being a better person eventually it becomes a habit and yeah like i think i've gotten a lot better at managing my anger you know i definitely i used to be a very angry person definitely. it was horrible i don't i don't know sometimes i, I say things it would just set me off yeah sometimes i say things and like you take it so well and i'm like wow <laughs> this is great <laughs> i mean yeah because and like i can i can definitely say some abrasive things guys that's just what happens when you're an extrovert and you don't have a filter <laughs> yeah, so yeah no we grew up i grew up like getting in trouble beating her up all the time because she was like an instigator she would instigate all these fights and me not knowing how to like handle it yeah i would just try to beat her up and i got in trouble even though she, what she probably said to me was like worse because violence is never the answer guys like <laughs> that, that, i feel like with you that was my only chance yeah me, but, yeah but i mean now i don't hit you yeah you haven't <laughs> and honestly i'd probably be able to beat you up so it's fine really you think so i think so oh <laughs> i don't know i feel like i've chilled out you yeah. know and it, it took practice to chill out that's so great, Michelle. That's like so inspiring. I feel like you're in a, gro- a, a good place. Like you may not feel like it, but I mean, I'm I'm getting there. Yeah, yeah. And I will say, like, not to get too Jesusy because I'm trying not to like be preachy, mm-hmm. right? But I felt a lot. Of guilt. I never felt that you were preachy. <sighs> yeah, I just I, I have difficulty with yeah faith, so I've never felt that you were preachy. Something I and hopefully this is helpful to you or maybe not, but. I felt so much guilt and shame this year just like with who I was as a person and like my behavior and like it just plagued me right and I what I learned is that guilt and shame are feelings from the devil like God would never want you to feel guilty right if you do something wrong he just wants you to feel like you know apologetic like obviously you should be apologetic about it like fix it exactly and then he'll just give you opportunities to be better yeah, he doesn't want you, you need to practice that. every day. Exactly, yeah. right? And so I was like, when I'm feeling guilt and shame, like, 
so much of religion too right like i feel like it's based around guilt and that's horrible like that's not what god is about that's not what faith is about Uh like those guilt and shame they're from the devil and that's what i always tell myself like when i feel guilty i go no that's from the devil which i I know sounds dramatic but it's like no god does not want this for me he only wants me to be better and that to me is like so inspiring and so uplifting like who taught you that I think I heard it in like a podcast, or oh, maybe okay. I, I read it in the Bible or somewhere. Oh, okay. Like, or your like, what is it called? The my little... devotional. Yeah, I think I yeah. yeah, I think I heard it in a podcast though. Anyways, your point was being a good person takes practice. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Do you have anything yeah. else to say about that? No, no. You're okay. Right. Sorry. Sorry. I, sorry. I didn't mean to like interrupt your. No, I totally took over your thing with my Jesus oh. moments. I mean, but but you had like a good thing to add. Yeah. I just. I just don't, it was nice to hear. I just struggle. Yeah, and that's yeah, okay. Yeah. I just don't want anyone ever to feel guilt. Like, yeah. as long as they're sorry for it. If you yeah. murdered someone, yeah, you should feel guilty and then go apologize yeah, for it. And, and, then, and then let go and of it. fix it. Exactly. Or, no, I mean, you can't fix it. <laughs> murder. Yeah. But improve yourself. Stop murdering people. In the community. Or yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so next point is from Mina. And it is kind of piggybacking off of my last point, and it is the value of filtering advice. What I've learned is not all advice is good advice, right? I think like the people I have in my life, like I love them so much and I trust them so much that like anything they say, I'm like, oh, like that's a good point. Like maybe I should make a a major life decision based off of that, right? And what I've learned is that like everyone at least that I keep in my life. Like, it comes from a good place, mm-hmm. right? And so their advice is not, like, It comes ill-intended. from a different place, too, though. But it comes from a different place, yeah. right? And they, no one will ever know, like, truly how I feel and the experiences I'm going through besides me, mm-hmm. right? And so what I've learned is, like, even people I trust so much and I respect so much, like, our parents, like, you, some of my best friends, mm-hmm. like, I can definitely listen to their advice, but I don't have to take it. Mm-hmm. And that's something I'm, like, so bad at. Because, like, yes, I have strong values and strong morals, I'd like to believe. But, like, I definitely get very influenced when it comes to making decisions. Especially when it's a hard one. When it's a hard one. Because, because I don't trust it's myself. easier to put, like, a decision yes. in someone else. Yeah, I really learned that, like, you can listen to advice. It doesn't mean you have to take it. Um, and it, it's really a skill to, like, filter out what advice you actually believe in and will align with what you want for your life. Mm-hmm. And we'll just leave it at that. There's not much more to say about that. Yeah. Okay, your turn, Michelle. I also work in the hospital. I'm not at the nurse level yet. Hopefully one day I will be. But I do work with patients and deal with patients a lot more than nurses typically do. Um, and lately, patients have been a lot more violent and aggressive. I've gotten like held by the throat and like beat up and just cussed at constantly. And sometimes that just... It's hard to deal with that, you know? I mean, all the time, it's hard to deal with Okay, that. yeah, you yeah. have to. Yeah. Yeah. I, used to, I used to be really good at just being quiet. And, like, lately, I've just gotten more angry, you know, that I have to deal with it. And one of the things that I've learned about keeping compassion or, like, being compassionate towards patients, especially ones with, like, a lot of mental health difficulties, is thinking of their families. You know, like, like if a patient's, like, cussing at me a bunch and, like, just being horrible and, like, insulting me... Like, I just think, you know, this was somebody's baby at one point, and they never, they probably never expected their baby to end up here, you know, and I I should take care of their baby the way that I would want my baby to be taken care of, if they ever end up in a place like this, you know? That must come from the fact that you are a mother, because, like, that's a sweet thought, Yeah, but it doesn't really, like, help me all that much, but but the way that I think of it is, like, 
this could be my mom. Yeah. Because I have a mom, but I don't have a baby. Yeah, yeah. So it must be because you're a mother. Well, I mean, I always love it when patients' families put up pictures in the patient's room. Oh, that's great. I find that to be, like, one of the best ways to remind me, like, this is somebody's family member, even if they're horrible, right? Yeah. And trying to beat everybody up. This is somebody's family member. That's a good, so pro tip, guys. Yeah, yeah. Put, up, put up a picture of your family member if they're in the hospital. Yeah, yeah. because it helps people, especially if they have violence. and Especially if they're not the best version of themselves yeah, right now. Yes, yeah. exactly. I mean, it's very hard. I understand that. Yeah. But like sometimes you take so much abuse that it, it kind of like gets to you. But when, when you see a picture or you see family members visit, it's very like, it centers you again, you know? It, it makes you think, like, I'm here to care for that person. And that they have a life outside yeah, of, like, exactly. where they are currently, like, in the hospital bed. Yeah, because yeah. being in a hospital bed, it's painful. Yeah. You know, so it's like, yeah. 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 That's, that's something that I've learned. Like, I just try to think about the family members. Yeah. I do love seeing photos of patients, too, especially, like, you know, if it's a nice photo, like, they look so much healthier and happier, and you're like... That, that's what the goal is, right? To try to get them back to that point yeah. as much as you can, yeah. right? And it's like, no one hopefully wants to be that way. Yeah. Usually it's not a decision. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good point. Yeah. Okay, my turn. Um, okay, so <laughs> this one I think is kind of funny. I put down in my outline, two ears, one mouth. Stop talking so much. <laughs> okay, so as we have established, I'm very much an extrovert. And I just talk so much. And I remember, oh my gosh, there was this one guy I dated for like a second back in college. And we were just like talking about talking. And is I was this, like, wait, is this the lobster? No, it's not the lobster. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm not going to say his name because we don't have a code name for him. And I just yeah, don't yeah, feel yeah, like taking yeah, it up. Yeah. But. Um, no, he's a great guy. I wish him well. Um, but (laughs) actually I have great relationships with pretty much everyone I have dated with. So yeah, that's good. Pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so this guy and I were talking and I was like, I hate when it's quiet. (laughs) I was like, I cannot deal with just like sitting next to someone and not talking. Like I cannot deal with quiet space. Like it must always be filled. She's like, this is, okay, context, guys, I was, like, 17 at the time, okay? And, like, I went to college when I was Wait, 17. can I so. also give a little bit more context? Yeah. It's very quiet in the house when we just don't know. <laughs> and, see, I've been, like, it's such an adjustment moving home, like, living with so many people, and everyone's probably like, oh, my gosh, it's such an adjustment with Mina moving home. <laughs> but everyone's been so nice to me, so it's been great. But um, anyways, so I'm like telling this guy like, oh my gosh, I could not do when it is quiet. And he's like, oh really? <laughs> he's like, he's like, I think it's kind of nice sometimes. I'm like, no. And he's like, he's like, no, it's kind of nice to just like sit in quiet with someone. Comfortable like, silence. Com- that's what we called it. We oh, called it comfortable that's, silence. That's not a new term. I know, you're right. But I forgot the term. Oh, okay. I, I knew we had a term for it, but I couldn't remember. Nina like, claims that a lot of terms are made up by her and they're not. <laughs> Uh, I have a problem, guys. But anyways, so he's like, it's really nice to have comfortable silence. I'm like, no, there is no such thing as comfortable silence. And I remember we just had this debate and I think we just like agreed to disagree. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I'm like, okay, silence is definitely a good thing. Like, have you experienced the comfortable silence? Oh, definitely. With somebody else there? Definitely. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. it's, so it's very peaceful. Okay. Yeah, and I realize, like, okay, if you're going to say something, have it be of at least a little bit of value, right? <laughs> like, Don't just fill up yes. the silence because, yeah. Yeah, and 
you're probably like, how did you come to realize that, Nina? Did someone just tell you to shut up? Like, no, that's not what happened. But I worked with two people who talked a lot. And they are great people. I wish them well. Nothing (laughs) against them. But, oh my goodness, I have never been around people who talk so much. And, like, that's saying something coming from me, right? (laughs) And, like, you're just at work and you're trying to concentrate. And these people, like, they just, how do you have that many thoughts in your mind, right? Like, how do you keep talking? And I was like. It's stream of consciousness for them? Stream of consciousness. And it's like, and they knew they talked a lot, too. But they just, they wouldn't stop, right? And, like, these people, people would be like, yo, you talk so much. Please stop talking. (laughs) And then they'd be like. Oh, yeah, I know. Sorry. And then they would just keep talking, right? And it's like, you could not even hear your own thoughts, like, when you were sitting next to these people. And, like, they're they're really nice people. I I mean it. I'm not trying to hate on them, right? But, like, it made me realize, like, huh, okay, yeah. It is is nice when you can hear your own thoughts. It is nice when you can be quiet. And it's like, you don't always have to be the center of attention. And, Mm -hmm. like, you learn so much more when you listen, then you talk. And like, mm. you know, there's that saying, it's like, God gave you two ears and one mouth for mm. a reason. Like, you should listen more than you talk. Can you imagine two mouths, though? Yeah. That, <laughs> can you imagine if I had two mouths? Oh my gosh, good luck, everybody. <laughs> and so I really, like, you know, made an effort to try to listen more. And you're probably like, Mina, you have been talking so much. But, like, trust me, guys, it is way better now than it was back then. Yeah. I feel Wouldn't like you, say you make more of an effort to listen to people. Mina used to just get up and walk away while I was talking. Really? She didn't listen. Oh, my gosh. That's and horrible, I, guys. It's okay. You're yeah. better now. You you put more of an effort in, and then you try to come back to yeah. the conversation if you get pulled away. Yes. And that's okay. Yeah. I can see the effort. Yeah. I'm yeah. trying, guys. I'm really yeah. trying. Always trying to be better, right? And... So the funny thing is, it's not like I made like, actually, no, I did make a conscious effort. Just kidding. But yeah, but you practiced it. And yeah. It's easier, right? Yeah. And the funny thing is, I had a friend that I worked with and he moved away and he came back like a couple months later and we went out to, to breakfast together and we kind of like spent the day together and he just like randomly brought up, he's like, you know, Mina, you changed a lot. Is this there? It's Dex. Shout out to Dex. You're probably not listening to this, but. You don't know me, but. Yeah. You're a homie, Dex. You're a great guy. Uh, he's like my bro, but so Dex comes back and he's like, you changed a lot. And I was like, you think so? And he's like, yeah, like I can tell, you know, you're, you're a lot quieter now. Like you're, you're not always like rushing to talk. Mm. I was like, wow, that wasn't even something like I told Dex I was working on. Like Mm. it was just something I decided. And it's not like I'm like putting a muzzle on myself guys, but I'm just taking a beat before yeah. I talk, yeah. right? It's not like I'm like, let me withhold everything. It's, it's not like a struggle. Yeah. It's just more like being intentional, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, Zach, do so you think it's bad that like I'm quieter? He's like, no, I think it's really good. Like, yeah. I think it's it, it suits you well. Yeah. And he's like, I think you've grown a lot. That's good. Like, That's great. So I think it's better. Like, you know, you can learn so much more from other people and situations. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh my gosh, we gotta wrap this up. We have been just <laughs> chatting it up here, guys, and it is almost two in the morning. Yep, yep. See, I'm on night shift, so that's fine, but Michelle is very much not on night yeah, shift. Yeah, I have little kids to worry about. Yeah. Your turn, Michelle. Okay, so the last thing I learned this year, it's actually more like I'm starting to learn, and it's gonna probably carry on to 2022, is that I'm not as alone as I think I am. Because I, I always, like, internalize everything. I always, like... Like, most of the time, I, I hide, like, a lot of the bad stuff, and I don't tell anybody besides, like, Aaron, my husband. But now I'm, like, starting to, I, 
I'll open up to like Mina occasionally and I'll open up to like my friend Leanne and I'm just working on opening up. So, I mean, that's great. You yeah, like I just don't take triple the amount of people you open up to. Yeah. You know, I, I usually, I'm a very, I feel very lonely most of the time, but now I'm not as lonely. Wait, that's actually it. funny story, guys, speaking of loneliness, sorry, not to make light of your situation. <laughs> sure. So our family went to a fortune teller. My mom, my sister and I went to a fortune teller and honestly, worst experience of my life. We'll, we can get into that eventually. <sighs> That'll be a story time, but. That's a good story though. It is a good story. Yeah. But some, some, some other yeah. time, because it's a long story. Yeah. So. Yeah. The just a little sneak peek. Um, the fortune teller looks at my mom and goes, "You are a very lonely woman." <laughs> like that's all he says, no context. But the funny thing is, like my mom is so happy. Like you would never think that. I don't know yeah. if she agrees with that assessment, but anytime I hear lonely now, I just think my mom, "You are a very lonely really? woman." I feel like mommy's pretty. Oh, also, guys, don't oh. make fun of us. <laughs> Okay, just don't, okay? I don't want to hear it. I don't want any hate comments. We still call it, okay, when we talk about our parents, we call mommy and daddy. I know we are like 20-something years old. <laughs> but they'll always we, hear. We can't shake it. Yeah. We can't, we have tried. I mean, we also say the mom and the dad. Yeah, we try to say or the, the mom. Or, so my dad spells daddy, D-A-D-Y. <laughs> so we call him daddy sometimes. But when we're talking to them, we say like in Vietnamese, like, mom and dad right but when we're talking about them to each other for some reason we have to say mommy and daddy and i don't <laughs> want it i don't want to hear any hate comments it is what it is okay fight me okay okay <laughs> you know mommy is kind of like slightly lonely i don't know if we should like no 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 i'm just... spilling her secrets online oh no no, no. I, i'm just saying from from what i see in her like she's not like truly lonely but i feel like her existence is kind of lonely she doesn't hang out with friends a lot she has so many friends but like she's so dedicated to our family guys like she really yeah. doesn't leave the house unless she has to yeah she she thinks like spending time with friends is like kind of a waste of time sometimes. and she doesn't think that she thinks family is more of a priority that's true i yeah. shouldn't say that she's not heartless to her yeah. friends but the, like any free time she has she loves to garden so yeah. she's just gardening. She's yeah. like, I'd rather just well, do that. Her so maybe she is lonely, but she handles it well. You know what? Maybe it's not like so much lonely because he did. He said it in English, and it might not have translated well from Vietnamese. Because mm. like maybe she's like a solitary person. I was thinking that too. Yeah, and you can totally have a great life and be solitary, yeah. which is funny because she's surrounded by five thousand people in this house. But like, in terms of her relationships yeah she's she's very comfortable being by herself yeah she's go. a cool lady guys yeah. she's awesome she's a firecracker we'll have to get into her one day yeah. we'll, we'll delve into her <laughs> maybe, maybe we could interview her one day even oh, though I she guess. probably wouldn't want to do that yeah okay but yeah and then i'm learning how to cook so there we go wait what did that have to do with anything that was my point i said that i'm not as lonely i'm something i'm like starting to learn is <laughs> i thought you say something you're starting to learn is that you're not alone yeah and look at the point <laughs> Oh, you combine them? Those <laughs> aren't even related. I thought it was going to be a short conversation, so I was, uh, was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? I'm I'm like, is HelloFresh making you less lonely? Okay, great. Like, let's well, continue you know this description. very nice. I feel like mommy talks to me more now that I cook. Yeah, it's bonding. Yeah. yeah We're all about family bonding in this household, guys. Like, <laughs> okay, true. if my mom's like, if mom's like, Hey, do you want to go grocery shopping with me? I'll be like, no. She'll be like, but family bonding. I'll be like, fine. <laughs> like, like, you can't say no to family oh bonding. If, if someone whips out that phrase, you got to do it. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, my last point, I really don't have much to say about it because it just is what it is, right? But anything sustainable takes time. Anything that starts fast 
ends fast. I feel like I had relationships that like came and went this last year, and the ones that were like red hot, you know, just, you, you're so tight with this person. It fizzles so fast. out fast. It fizzles out fast, right? Like I, I think you know, you take the time to like lay the groundwork, have a strong foundation, and that relationship's gonna be rock solid. There so, we go. Yeah, yeah, there we go. All right, so that was a really long main segment. I'm gonna have a heck of a time editing this but i think i think we have some pearls in there anyway so my segment is gonna be mina's memory box michelle's is gonna be michelle's library and we're gonna switch off every week so mm-hmm. this week it's gonna be mina's memory box and next week you're gonna hear about michelle's library you're like oh what is that what is michelle's library you gotta listen to the next podcast to find out okay but today you're gonna find out what mina's memory box is okay guys i i had a wild childhood like not wild in the way you think, but just, like, some of these situations I put myself in, I'm like, what the heck? Like, how? Right? And you're probably like, how is this girl so weird? This is why. Just, like, I got these wild memories. So, each time my segment pops up, we're going to pull a memory out of the box, and we're just going to talk about some, like, ludicrous, crazy story. And, you know, Michelle's just going to be here along, like, giving her her Input. viewpoint. Yeah of the situation. So I thought, you know, we could start this off with a great one. Okay, so when I was probably, how old do you think I was? Oh shoot. Okay, whatever, I was young, okay? And we were in church, we went to church every week and we were sitting in a pew and there was this family sitting in front of us and sorry, the water tank just went off so if you hear buzzing, that's why. Um, there was this family sitting in front of us and this little boy just kept turning around and like making faces at me, right? And I was like, I'm gonna be a troll and make a face back to him, right? So me and him were going back and forth making these troll faces at each other, right? And then like- I just remember like sitting there watching you guys do this. (laughs) like, okay. And this kid is like significantly younger than me, guys. (laughs) Like that's how mature I was, right? Meanwhile, like the priest is going on. I should have been listening to the Lord, right? But this is what I was doing in church. And so he's like making these gestures. I'm making them back. And then finally. She's just trying to one up him. Yeah, you guys, I just, just egging him on, right? And I think he was egging you. We both were. We both okay. were. It was like the perfect storm. And so then <laughs> this kid picks up his leg. So we're like sitting, right? So he picks up his leg and pretends to lick his shoe, right? He doesn't lick his shoe, but he pretends, right? And he's like, oh, you're gonna copy me, whatever, right? And I'm like, heck yeah, I'm gonna copy you. So then I'm sitting there, I pick up my leg and I like go to pretend to lick my shoe, right? And then like, of course, right when I do that, my mom and my (laughs) siblings are looking at me. They're like, what are you doing, right? Like number one, should have been paying attention in church. Number two, like why is this girl licking her shoe, right? And so they're like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? Like, that is so disgusting. I'm like, no, I'm not actually licking my shoe, guys. I'm only pretending it's fine, right? And they're like, no, we saw you lick your shoe. I'm like, no, I didn't. I was only pretending because that little kid was pretending. So I'm just pretending. I would never lick my shoe. I remember that exact conversation. Yeah, I was like, that is so disgusting. Like, how gross do you think I am? And my mom and my sister are like, no, we saw you lick the shoe. shoe." I'm like, no, no, no. And they're like, flip over your shoe, right? So we flip (laughs) over my shoe and it was like a dark, dark like sole so you could see it pretty easily and it's like covered in dust, right? And then right in the middle of the sole, there's like a tiny tongue mark. And they were like, see? And I was like, no, 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 I didn't lick my shoe. But I guess like 
in me pretending, I guess my acting was just so good. Like I accidentally bumped it and I accidentally did end up licking my shoe. You still try to deny it after, dude. I really don't think I did, but the mark was there, guys. Yeah. The mark was there. Yeah. And so then I got in trouble for licking my shoe and not, for not paying attention to church. But I was like, no, I did it. And meanwhile, that kid's just like watching the entire time. I'm like yeah. getting in trouble for oh licking the gosh. bottom of my shoe. So that's Mina's memory box, guys. Hopefully that helps you understand a little bit more about me. <laughs> why I am the way I am, who I was as a, a child. I'm a shoe-looking kid, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's the end of the podcast. How do you think it went, Michelle? I think it's good. Yeah, I think I it's good. I didn't freeze up. You, yeah, I think it, you know, it takes time to like melt in, cool off into it, and then mm -hmm. you just you just ease into it. Um, yeah, so stay tuned. We're going to try to do this weekly. Um, thanks to everyone who listened to the end. Or well, listen to part of it. That takes effort. You're just right. to even listen just to Just to click it. on the link. Yeah. Right? I just hope we make somebody's day brighter. Yes. That's the hope for it. Um, yeah, that's a great way. That That's our goal with this podcast. That is our goal. That is our mission statement. Oh, okay. Family <laughs> gossip to make someone say brighter. <laughs> that sounds so bad. Okay. We gotta work on it. All right. Anything left to say, Michelle? No. Okay. Goodbye for reals. <laughs>